Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, hey, it's Locked On Mavericks for Wednesday, March 22nd, episode number 101. Uh, I'm Mike Marshall. He is Jake Kemp. He's at NotJackKemp on Twitter. I'm at Machine Sports, and the show is Locked On Mavs, or at Locked On Mavs. You probably figured that part out on your own. Um, you can also shoot us some emails at LockedOnMavs at gmail.com if you want to participate, if you have some issue that is uh, kicking around your brain pan that you just need to get off your chest and need to see what uh, what we think about it. Um, we can do that for you. And we are brought to you today by Bow Dart Consulting. Reggaeton horn, new sponsor. Um, they've been around since 2006 and are based locally here in, uh, in Flower Mound. They develop software solutions for businesses of all sizes. Uh, some of their specialties include web and mobile application, improving user experience and productivity, Customizing, extending enterprise software packages, cloud application development, systems integration, and Internet of Things slash automation. And Bodart can identify the right technology solutions to accelerate your business potential. Please check them out at bodark.com. Bow as in bow and arrow. Dark as in the uh, the lights are off. And .com as you usually would anything else. And uh, thank you, Bodark, for being a part of this thing. And uh, if you need your uh, if you need your technology fixed at your workplace, give them a uh, shoot them an email. Go to that uh, that website and uh, link up with these people because they're good yeah. folk. Fire Nick Burns, your company's computer guy. <laughs> and hire Burns. <laughs> I do think all internet slash computer guys are named Nick, but it <laughs> just seemed like a random name. Um, all right, so we had a uh, a fun little drop in by the. Uh, Golden State Warriors last night, um, not defending champs. I always think they're still the champs just because they're, they're them. But um, So it was fun until, like, uh, the Mavs got up 37-34, and then the Warriors went on, uh, let me see, looks like a 23-7 run. <laughs> yeah, 37-30, it was 12-2 or 12-4, and then it was – punctuated initially by Draymond knifing through the lane and he freaking hammered one home where yeah. the Mavericks I believe were playing their five man their no center lineup at that time although I may be wrong about that we can get into that in a second and he freaking just destroys the rim and then Rick calls a timeout and out of the timeout they turned it over 
I think your yogi turned it over, and Clay immediately pulled up for a three. <laughs> and at that point, it was uh, sixty to forty-four. Yeah, that's when maybe the... it wasn't a turnover; it was like a Curry miss. But sixty to forty-four, it was like all right. Yeah, and there was a ton of like, uh, at least in the first half, um, Ian Clark and Patrick McCall were just doing numbers, and Ian Clark's. He's a he's a follow well special. Yeah, no, uh, and I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that, dude. That guy's no. that guy's going to be unrestricted, and I think he's really good. Yeah, no, dude, he's got some juice to him. And uh, that second quarter, man, he just kind of took over um, and caught the Mavs napping a couple times. And he had, a, I think, two, uh, two of his other shots. One was a layup that he just, I don't know, he just choked on. He blew by Seth and got to the rack, and no one else was there, and he missed his layup. Um, and then. The elbow jumper I thought was going in. I think it looped in and out. And that dude can play a little bit. I think uh, a couple weeks ago, me and Follow were trading. Uh, well, this will get into a bigger discussion, but uh, uh, trading kind of cheap guys that probably have a lot of upside that we'd really like to see here next year. And his his uh, his little boo was uh, Ian Clark. I'm I'm trying very hard not to say Ian McCall. And Patrick, Clark. Patrick McCaw. Yeah, I did it once <laughs> last night. I mean, isn't Ian McCaw a golfer or something like that? That sounds right. In like, uh, in Clark's last ten games, he's in f- sixteen minutes. He's averaging eleven points and forty five percent from three. That's but even awesome. Clark, dude, like since Durant went out and they've like been starting him. I mean, Ian McCaw. Yeah, I'm going back and forth. So <laughs> I could easily see what's going to happen with the with the with the Warriors is they're they're never going to let Clay Draymond they're probably never going to let one of the four of them walk although it will be kind of interesting this is a side road that they can only use two designated player slots mm-hmm. and like all four of those guys might end up being eligible right so it's kind of like the situation they'll be in is well we're going to give this to Clay or we're going to give this to to Steph and Clay KD and uh Draymond we can still pay you more than you can get elsewhere because you can't get that player designation elsewhere, and we still have right. your bird rights. But if you feel offended that we didn't pick you instead of them and you're that dumb, mm-hmm. then you can leave. But otherwise, they're just going to keep those four guys, go way into the tax, and they're going to end up with dudes like the Spurs had where you're like, where do they find this guy? Yeah. But it's going to basically be because they've been on the floor with four of the 15 best players in the league for their entire career. They're freaking eighth pick of the second round draft and McCall can just yeah. step in and play 30 minutes a night and look like a legit starter. Yeah. And it's kind of the Spurs trick um, yeah. of having 11 dudes that you can develop on your own timeline outside of the, uh, the main, the main four or five. And then like, you don't have to play 30 minutes every night and deliver every night. Like you can kind of pick your spots. Um, and last night was Ian Clark's uh, spot. By the way, my my little uh, my little project signing that I'd like to get. Uh, I don't think we play the Bulls again, but uh, Cristiano Felicio is my dude. Yeah, he's gonna have to lose weight. He's already, to... he's already lost some. Okay, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen him since that scrap last night, and I haven't been yeah. paying attention to the Bulls at all. Yeah, so the Warriors have. Uh, he doesn't 30... suck though. No, he definitely does not suck. For but a, I don't know uh... if he's a starter. No, he's not a starter at all. I don't think. Clark is necessarily a starter either. Um, just dudes that I'd like to see added to this bench um, because something we'll talk about at the end of this episode. But uh, 34 assists on 43 made baskets 
And I think my favorite thing about watching the Warriors um, nowadays, since they, you know, have that uh, their stigma has been like a real thing that's just fact at this point, is watching how the other team like reacts to them on their mm-hmm. offensive end of the floor. Mm-hmm. Because there were some silly shots going up last night. Um, and I'm like, I guess I kind of get it. Um, you're playing these guys and you're like, I'm, how am I ever going to out points per possession these dudes? I've got to make some shots that um, I would never, ever even uh, assess taking to like match their shot making on their end. And uh, it's just funny to watch what – it's almost after you get punched in the nose. Um, like, what do you do after that? And the Warriors are just like an immediate punch to the nose. Yeah, and he had a decent night, but if you want some flailing-ass shots, Wes will give you some flailing-ass shots. Oh, there's no doubt. He put a three like off the side, the little <laughs> like the little pivot, little crevice in the rim, like two minutes in the game. I'm like, all right, gonna be one of these. Here we are. On our hands. Here we are. Um, I thought Nerlens played pretty great early. Um, yeah, dude, really he active. He a full compliment offensively too. He really did. He he blocked the piss out of a uh, Temecula Matt Barnes and uh, hit a baseline jumper. That that baseline jumper, I was like, why are you shooting this? And then it went in, and I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm fine with that, bro. If you've got that in your bag, let's do Struck that. It. He really did. Dirk played well pretty early. Um, and uh, I am kind of getting worried about Harrison Barnes getting tired. Dude, he's freaking exhausted. Yeah. I mean, he's playing. I think, I think you could say that about Wes, too, though. And, I mean – Wes has gone down, as you detailed earlier. I mean, you can't really look at October because they only played three games, but his three-point percentage is, is plummeted every month. Yeah. And Barnes, there's no way you can expect him to be able to handle this load. Yeah, like, it's played, absurd, dude. He's played 450 more minutes than he did last season, um, and they still have 12 games to go because um, he had that little injury last year. He missed 16 games. How about a usage um, rate that's up 10% from 15.9 yeah, to 25.8? I was about to say, and those aren't, and normal, those aren't normal minutes. Dude, he's being taxed like crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like we always talk about in, uh, like in baseball, like pitch count doesn't really matter. It's like pitches under like high stress. Um, every minute he's played this year, like he's been under high stress. Um, like how many of those minutes has he had like some one ISO possession or had to defend defend somebody way better than he did last year? He's played um, the fourth most minutes in the league. Yeah, he's he's wearing out, man. This is two hundred more than he's ever played. You're talking about two dudes who are uh, absolute physical freaks who are his age or younger, in Wiggins and Cat, mm-hmm. and then Hart. Those are the yep. only three dudes who have played more minutes, and I would say that. Basically, Harden, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from what Wiggins and Towns are doing, but the mere fact that there's two of them up there lets you know that probably the only player that's being taxed harder night in and night out in the NBA is James Harden. Yeah. I mean, you could make the case for Russ, but that's about it. Right. Russ's minutes get messed with, though, because he gets ejected every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever whenever they start getting worked, they they do not miss an opportunity to sit him down. Wall has Beal. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I don't think that that's being talked about enough. And if you're done pretty much with last night, I would like to go to wh- what does that mean? Like mm-hmm. when they go on the road here, because let's say they take the caller or they go one and three. They'll be mm-hmm. lucky to go one and three, frankly. Yeah. 
at that point, you're 13 games under 500, and you're you're probably you might even be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs at that point. Yep. But even if you're not, I mean, you're going to be. They're not. They're not that obstinate to where they're just going to be like, no, we're one percent. We're still going to. So let's say you go on a five-game road trip. It's five, right? Uh, after uh, this four-game thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And you have only one of those is a back-to-back. The final game of the year, Wednesday at Clippers. <laughs> I would very much start looking at how you can play this differently. And there's two things I would look at. One is rest for both Dirk um, and Barnes. I, I, for, for Dirk, Barnes, and Wes, I would say. Yeah. Because Wes looks fried. Yeah, he has for a while after his hip thing. So, I mean, it's weird to say, like, hey, this is a 24-year-old guy in Barnes. But especially in the context of all the, uh, the, you know, the screaming over the rest the other night, I think that that is going to – how people reacted to that and, like, all the guys I have sending me tweets are like, well, fuck, I'll play basketball every night for $20 million. Why don't they pay me? I'm like, okay, well, you don't have a marketable skill, so you should have taken economics. Uh, my point is just I almost feel like that might poison the water where Harden's like, I'll rest when I'm dead. Is Barnes going to be cool if you're like, look, dude, I know it's the end of the year, but you need to take two of these games before the end of the season off, or you're going to have an injury that's going to take you basically all of May through May to feel good from. Yeah. I, mean, I know it's the end of the year, but still, dude, that's an insane increase in minutes. So do you go to him? Do you go to West? Do you go to Dirk? You got to do something. I'd almost treat it like uh, it's junior year of your um, <clears throat> high school uh, basketball season, um, and your team is out of it, and you need to start basically training for the next year. Like I would start his 17-18 uh, season like before this season is over and have him like – practicing um you know pick and roll ball handler a little bit and just i would turn the page because if you lose these next three and uh you're down to what would it, what would it be let's see 30 and 44 you're out of it um and what you need out of harrison barnes coming into next season has nothing to do with those final uh what would it be eight games and you need to teach him how to draw fouls you need to teach him you need to work on his three um, and you need to uh, maybe teach him a little wrinkle of pick-and-roll ball handler before next season starts. And if he has to have, like, a hernia surgery or a, uh, you know, something, uh, just something pops up in this final, you know, uh, two to three weeks, that's going to take a longer time, obviously, because he's going to have rehab. I don't want him to be rehabbing this offseason. I don't want him to have the, yeah. Dar- the Darren Williams excuse of uh, where da- no, Darren's – Should Darren- be ready for camp. Yeah, exactly. The, the no, the Darren, the Darren uh, off season where he has two surgeries every off season, and then uh, you know just isn't quite in in shape, isn't quite um, you know in the flow of everything. Like I would turn, I would, I'd start practicing him really hard and playing him fewer minutes. Quite honestly, <laughs> like, I'd play him fewer minutes, and I, but I'm talking about like I would take one of these two games. games. Uh, you'll have nine left. I would say, who cares if he misses two of those games? Now, he's not going to miss a home game. And neither will Dirk, but I would not be mad at them at all if they set him, if they set Wes, and they set Dirk for a couple of games before the end of the year. And if not with with Barnes, it's at least fewer minutes. And I'll tell you the other thing about this. You're really only going to get there if you're sitting Dirk, although I see Kerala has some numbers this morning 
that in 85 minutes together with Noel and Dirk on the floor, they're freaking killing people mm-hmm. at a 112 offensive rating and an 89.7 defensive rating. Damn. Um, and that'd be nice if you could try that some. But I think Noel needs to start before the end of the year. And I think he needs to start more than just two games if Dirk sits because I know he's been inconsistent, but the highs have been such that, dude, I mean, he gave you 14-7 last night in 14 minutes. When he was in the game, he was the, the most dominant player the Mavericks had. Yeah, and definitely. I don't see – Rick has said twice now, when they got him and after the Oklahoma City game the other day, like – well, he said when they got him, we got this guy to be a starter. Mm-hmm. And he said after Oklahoma City, we're not going to play this guy 35 minutes, which there's like two bigs that play that much. So right. I'm not looking for 35. I'm looking for like 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. And – I don't see how you can really know everything you need to know about him, both how he handles the role and how he, his knees and his ankles and everything will react if you don't play him. Like, yeah. am I going to pay this guy $18 million a year to be a starter next year when he's never started for my team, save for two games whenever there was an injury? Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's what I think is going to happen. Um, the Clippers are going to beat him on Thursday night. The Raptors are going to beat them on Saturday. The Thunder, that's kind of a toss-up right now, depending on like where their headspace is. The Pelicans will beat them right now. Uh, the Pelicans are really stinking good right now. Um, you never know with them, though. And it's kind of freaking me out. But they're going to lose. I mean, they're going to get one win out of these next five to six games. And then, I think, come April, I think Nerland starts that final bunch of games. And I don't know if it's Dirk sitting. I don't know if it's Barnes sitting a couple of them. I or think, West. If West sits, yeah. he can play because then you can still play Curry and uh, and Yogi. Because mm-hmm. it's clear I, they don't want Curry being the only guard on the floor. Like, they don't want Curry. Yeah. They don't want Curry, Matthews, Barnes, Dirk, Noel. Right. Yeah, that's that's not their formula. That's not how their offense runs. They always have to have, like, some kind of secondary and, ball handler out there with Seth. Um, but I think that's – at some point they're about to be out of it. Um, and as soon as they realize that, and as soon as it's uh, blatant, um, they're gonna. They need to see what they have in Nerlens. That they owe it to themselves. They owe it to that trade. They owe it to him. Um, I mean, they're likely gonna match whatever uh, gets thrown at him. But yeah, I, I'm totally, totally with you. Um, one thing which I alluded to earlier is why Follow and I were looking at uh, Ian Clark and dudes like uh, Cristiano Felicio is because you might not realize this as a Mavericks fan, but next offseason, Seth Curry is going to be a free agent. Uh, all we have on Seth Curry is early bird rights, which meaning means you can't go over your cap to retain him. So whatever you sign Seth Curry for next offseason, you have to be able to fit that in your cap. And right now it looks, I don't know, there's, a, there's some path where I can see it all working out very easily in that um, – Noel jumps in and takes most of what Dirk's money is right now. Um, what's, so what's his number? Will it be 20 or 25, 25 or 20 percent of the cap? Noel. Se- Noel. Uh, 20 percent. Okay, so it's probably 102 mm-hmm. times 20. So he's his max will be 20 million a year. And mm-hmm. honestly, dude, like if we look at the trade market, even if he's pretty good, and it's I'm really super tired of the term max player because <laughs> yeah. I really don't think most people like that's just a term that people throw out to assign to a guy well it doesn't mean max talent yeah like, it's it, it, max financials and also the number 
$20 million now is not the number it was it was a couple years ago, but I would I would say that I would be surprised if another team offers him four for 80, given that there wasn't a huge trade market for him. Right. But four for 65 would not surprise me at all. I think yeah. you could get him for four for 65. I think that's the sweet spot. And if, depending on what's going on with his agent, if his agent just tells nobody to bid on him um, and just let them have a normal negotiation, that might be... Um, that might be a card to play, but but as you said, yeah. let's say he's sixteen or seventeen, and Dirk is like ten. So it's yeah. basically the same as this year. Same as this year, which gives you, which will give you about ten million uh, in cap space heading into this off season. Um, that I mean, you could sign somebody. You can create more space if you want to. Obviously, um, if you get off, if you get off Devin's number, his non guaranteed contract, and Dirk takes the lowest amount possible for him, you could you could resign somebody with a big number, but that puts you in such a pinch with whatever you want to do with Seth Curry the next offseason that it kind of only makes sense to me to take more gambles like Seth Curry's, more gambles like Harrison Barnes, more gambles like Nerland's of dudes that you're about to pay for their upside because you can't, I don't know, I mean, and there's also a wrinkle in there and if you you want to trade Seth Curry next season um, before his number blows up, but it's more realistic to me right now to look at those like C plus B minus free agents than to think one dude is like going to fix this um, or they're going to sign one big ticket guy. Yeah, I think they need to keep it in mind. I wouldn't totally sit free agency out because like Fall and I were talking about this a little bit last night. I think if you really want to find the room, you can probably find it. You can. You can create but it. But you've made it a little bit harder on yourself. And, you know, I don't even <laughs> – it's so frustrating – and I've tried to keep perspective on it. We've talked about it so much, but you might end up losing Seth Curry after next year because you decided to give four for 36 to Dwight Powell and make him a garbage time player. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing as we wrap up that down the stretch here, I really need to see that guy play because he has not, I, contrary to what everybody seems to believe, he hasn't been bad. And he played last night in garbage time for like eight minutes. And when he was on the floor, he was like, destroying things yeah it's garbage time but still he hasn't really been worse he's been about the same maybe a little bit better and now a guy who is that they decided to commit to cannot get on the floor like Mm -hmm. why is measury still playing noel's only getting 14 minutes and measury is still playing which is basically the same role and powell isn't if it's up to me I'll give Noel 23 minutes, and I'll give Pal eight minutes, and I'll tell Measury, I'm glad that you're on the team. If you'll come back for a low number, love to have you as a fourth big, basically, like as our mm-hmm. 12th man. But, dude, like, they got to get Pal on the floor. Yeah. You, I, I mean, that's even that's a four for 38 is a big deal for a guy who's not playing at all. There's no doubt. And the thing that I've noticed about them with Pal is, like, he'll get minutes in games, but if you, like – if you wrote down like a diary of when Dwight Powell actually played in these games, it's it's when the game's out of hand. Like you look you look back at the game log and you go, oh, Dwight Powell played 20 minutes and had uh, 12 points. That's pretty sweet. But the game is far out of hand, and Rick's only putting putting him out there in situations where it's like, um, go score. This is mop up duty, basically. They're only putting him out there in situations where no one cares what's happening in the game anymore. And I'm like, he's got to be more important to you than that. He can't be just go out there and fire away when the game is out of hand. That's not what that guy needs to be. Um, anybody can do that. Literally anybody on your bench can do that. Like, Bersino can go do that. Yeah. Um, you don't need your $9 million a year power forward 
to be protecting him, only batting him against lefties and crap like that. Like, yeah. it just it's not how it works. Um, and I guess to wrap up, Robert Williams going back to uh, A&M for his sophomore year, so we don't got to worry about him. That took care of that. <laughs> yeah, we don't got to worry about that. But uh, we'll talk about some more of that tomorrow and maybe what uh, – what, we, I want to put on wax like what we would give Seth <laughs> if we had to sign him right now, if we could sign him to an extension Oof. and uh, and dive into that, uh, that sticky wicket. But, uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, thank you for listening. And, Jacob, thank you for your time. All right, man, I'll see you. takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17